Welcome to the Kick-Ass Everyday Podcast with your host, me, Tanya Tringali. Let's get ready to be bold, be amazing, and live every day to its fullest with the kick-ass powers of personal development. Oh yes, and full disclosure, there will be a healthy dose of Jersey sarcasm. Hey there, my fellow seekers. Welcome to episode 12 of Kick-Ass Every Day. As always, I want to start off by thanking my returning listeners for coming back. And if you're new here, thank you so much for giving me a try. Together, we will use our energy to put out positive vibes and make a difference in our world. So in case you didn't know, April is Financial Literacy Month. And in honor of Financial Literacy Month, this week's podcast is all about our relationship with money. Now, while we talked about money initially in episode five, in this show, we're going to dive further into the subject. The goal for this episode is to share with you why the relationship you have with money needs to be nurtured and respected and a few ways you can accomplish this. Okay, so during this pandemic, one thing has become abundantly clear. There are a lot of Americans that are about two paychecks away from financial ruin. I'd heard that before, and sadly, that has now been shown to be true. With our country shut down for over a month now, with really no definitive end in sight, so many people are having to turn to food banks and the government for help. This is not a position anyone wants to find themselves in, and it is up to us as individuals to take the necessary steps and responsibility to do the work to make sure this doesn't happen again. There's a reason our grandparents made saving a priority. Many of them lived through the Great Depression and knew what could happen when you don't have enough money saved away for a time just like this. We've all been warned for some time that Americans have not been saving as they should. But when things are going well, saving just seems unimportant and boring. I get it. It's hard to be motivated to save for that rainy day that may never come when you could be out enjoying that money right now. And there are certainly mixed messages sent to people every day about what they should be using their money for. Save, but buy a new car to support businesses. Save, but you only live once, so you should take that nice vacation and help support tourism. And then there is the save for your retirement, kids' college funds, and a rainy day. Well, that is an awful lot of savings when there's only so much money to go around. And let's face it, we live in a society of instant gratification and convenience. Well, that costs money. So what are we to do? As I told you in episode five, my relationship with money was not always the best and it has evolved over time. I'm still not perfect with it, but I found some ways to help me be better and take more control. And that's what it's really all about, control. First things first, the relationship you have with money must be healthy and continually nurtured. How do you know if it's healthy? Well, your bank account is a good clue as is your ability to give to others in times of need, and frankly, how comfortable you are talking about money. And I don't mean bragging about the money you may or may not have. I mean being able to watch a financial show like Mad Money or Squawk Box, understand what they are talking about, and then being able to talk about that with someone else. Or watching videos by Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman, my absolute favorite, and not get uncomfortable with what they are telling you, or the people who have called into their show. If you get uncomfortable with what they are saying, it is because you are most likely making the same mistakes as others and don't want to face it. So let's start there. Facing your financial situation 
head on. You have got to know how much money you really have, how much is coming in, and where it is all going. Hiding from this only compounds the problem and continues the shame and guilt so many of us have felt around money. Those feelings are not empowering and honestly, not necessary. By taking an honest look at where things are for you is the best way to start taking control of your money. And you know what? Everything is fixable. An exercise I did what seems like a million years ago now, after reading several of Robert Kiyosaki's books, was to list out our income and expenses for three months. I mean, where every penny went. Why did I do this? Because A, I had no idea really about most of it because Rick was in charge of paying the bills, and B, I really needed to face for myself where I was spending, and in most cases, overspending our money. It is not easy to face such things, but it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. It hurts initially, but you just have to do it. And the act alone is empowering because you are taking back control of your money, not the other way around. Once you know where your money is going, it's much easier to make changes. If you're like me, then the word budget is not a pretty word. I guess for me, it seems constrictive and small, and I'm all about expansion and growth. So I prefer to call it a spending plan. Now, a part of that spending plan is paying yourself first by putting money towards your emergency fund, which should cover three to six months of your expenses, your retirement, etc. If you think of it like this, it's much easier to allocate a percentage of your income each month to these activities. It is a simple mind shift. Which leads me to my next point. How do you really feel about money? Going back to episode five, you have to know where your feelings around money come from. If you don't address this, you will keep coming back to the same place. Take it from me. Money, when not thought of as just a tool, is emotional. And we all know our emotions can drive us if we don't take back control. Take the time to really think about how you feel about money and its place in your life and work towards removing the emotion and seeing it as a tool. It has no emotions and is here for you to use to your benefit. We'll come back to that point further in the show, knowing how to use it. So once you know where your money is going and how you feel about money, the next thing to do is figure out where you want to go. What are your financial goals? If you can't come up with an answer off the top of your head, then chances are you're going nowhere. You can't go anywhere in life. You really want to go without direction and a plan. No plan equals someone else planning for you and you going in their direction. Take the time to write down, yes, physically write down some financial goals for yourself. Choose some that are short-term, like building up your emergency fund or saving for a special vacation, and choose some that are midterm, like saving for a down payment on a house, and then choose some that are more long-term, like a retirement goal, your kid's college fund, and investing for growth. Be specific with your goals and really plan out the steps you will need in order to make these goals happen for yourself. Some of you may have heard of SMART goals. SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. I've included a link in the show notes on my website for more about these types of goals. SMART goals make it much easier to achieve the things you really want. They're empowering because you can actually see the progress you are making and can make any adjustments along the way. Look, I love goals. I geek out about them simply because they've made a huge difference in my life. Anything I've ever achieved has been because of a goal with specific steps to help me complete it. I am a constant list writer, and yes, I do cross things off my list, and yes, I am continually adding to it. I'm here to get the most out of every day, and I'm in complete agreement with my spirit 
when that is happening, but I digress. Take the time to write down your financial goals and know where you want to go. If you want to be financially free, what does that look like for you? Again, write it down. Don't have just some vague idea. Make it real by putting it down on paper and the steps you can take to get there. Brian Tracy, one of my personal development mentors that I've studied over the years, has written some great articles on this, and I've shared the links for those in the show notes as well. To give you some food for thought, here's what he says about financial freedom. Think positive about money and change any negative attitudes or beliefs you may have accumulated over the years. See yourself as deserving of money. After all, money is essential to our lives. We've all seen and experienced this firsthand, people. And finally, take action. Learn the skills of handling money and become a student of money from this day forward. Let's take this last point further. At the beginning of this show, I told you that April is Financial Literacy Month. What is financial literacy? It is the ability to understand how money works in the world. And this ability is a learned skill, which means anyone can learn it. Having this skill and knowledge helps you to make informed and effective decisions around your money and to manage your financial resources, such as cash, investments, your house, just to name a few. Now, it is so easy to say, I don't get it, or this just seems so boring, or I just don't have the time for that. Well, I say bullshit to all of that, and you would better take the time or someone else will do it for you, and you will have to be satisfied with the results since you didn't take the time or initiative to learn these invaluable skills. And if you have kids, you better make sure they know them as well. If we have the time to binge watch our latest Netflix obsession or whatever else we like to do to waste time, then we have time to do this. Netflix will not help you with your finances, nor care when you can't pay your bills, or help you retire when you want to, so you had better. If you are new to the whole idea of financial literacy, you're not alone and should not feel ashamed about this. Instead, use this time to grow your skill set and empower yourself. I stumbled upon this great slideshow that a university in California prepared for its students called Financial Literacy 101. It is easy to look through and has some really great advice, not only for students, but for anyone learning the basics or just as a refresher. I've also included this in the show notes. There are so many great resources available to anyone who's willing to take the time and learn and educate themselves. Now, in case some of you are thinking after listening to all this, but isn't money the root of all evil? No, the love of money is the root of all evil. That is from the Bible, 1 Timothy 6.10. Do you know that there are more than 2,000 Bible scriptures speaking about money and that one in 10 verses in the New Testament talk about money? This is because money is an important tool not only in a physical sense, but in being able to be good stewards of it and using it to help others in need. Money is amoral, and it is only when we worship it and make it a living, breathing thing that we get ourselves into trouble. We need to worship with our money by being respectful of it and using it wisely. And remembering that it is only a tool for us to use. It can't operate by itself. A great way to keep money in perspective is through gratitude. Being grateful when we receive it and when we spend it. Now, I'm sure you never thought about that side of things before, being grateful when you spend it. So what do I mean by that? I recently read in an email newsletter from Mike Chen about this very concept and way of looking at things. Here's what he said. I began to take what little money I could spare and go through a process that put me in a state of feeling like I had an abundance to give. 
I would bless the money, activating a feeling of gratitude for what I had, where it came from, and all the good it was already doing. Then I began to imagine all the good it could do as it was circulated, and this filled me with an expanded feeling. I would dedicate my offering to creating more abundance for everyone that it touched. I love this. It is a completely different way of seeing the effects for others when we spend our money. So he practices this whenever he feels in lack and stressed about money. And he started doing it with everything he bought from a dollar newspaper to a thousand dollar television. This is the law of circulation. Think about it. When you take money and do nothing with it, just keep it in a bank earning little or no interest or under your bed, it is essentially dead money. It isn't doing what it was meant to do, which is circulate and be used for someone's benefit, yours or someone else's. A savings account is fine short term. Think of it as a holding place until something better like a purchase or an investment comes along. Tools are meant to be used. That is why we have them. So use your money tool and send out a grateful thought every time you do. Whether that be paying your electric bill, buying your favorite coffee drink, and giving to your favorite charity. Be thankful you had the money to spend and hope that it can now bring joy to someone else's life as well, because it will come back to you and maybe even in greater amounts than before. Just thinking about something in a different way makes all the difference. Finally, let's talk about habits. We are all creatures of habit. We just are. That being said, we are absolutely able to create new ones. So if you are in the habit of overspending or not saving or eating too much chocolate, sorry, that's a conversation for another day, but you get the picture. You can create new habits to counteract the old ones. It is much easier to create a newer, healthier habit than it is to try and cut out the old ones. On average, according to everything I've read, it takes about two months or 66 days to create a new habit. And the best way to do this is by focusing on our motivations for changing a habit or creating a new one. This gives us a much better chance of actually succeeding. Motivation and mindset will always be the keys necessary to achieving anything in life. Daily remind yourself why you want to be better at spending your money wisely, especially in the areas of saving for your emergency fund and retirement. For me personally, I saw how my mom struggled with money her whole life, not because she was a spendthrift, quite the opposite, but because she didn't know how to make her money grow and work from her. She came from a mindset of lack, and this worked against her. Despite struggling with money, my mom always gave to others, especially at church. She is my motivation to do better and continually learn more. I wish that my mom had known about the power of personal development because it would have made all the difference in her life. Before we wrap this up today, let's just recap a bit what we talked about. First, make sure to put the time and energy into your relationship with money. Nurture and respect that relationship by knowing where your money is going, know how you really feel about money, knowing what your financial goals are. Make sure to increase your financial literacy and become a lifelong student of money. Be grateful for the money you receive and spend. And finally, create some new and better habits around money. Look, I'm a big believer in expanding your income, which in turn allows you to experience more things in life. That's just the way it goes. But I also know that you have to keep your expenses in line and really less than your income. It is the only way to get ahead and put your savings to work. That lesson I learned from my husband, but don't tell him that. I want you to take the energy from this episode and use it throughout your week and life to make your relationship with money a healthy one. Make it fun and exciting to continually grow in this area of your life and know that you can do this. 
Don't forget to check out the resources mentioned above on my website, tanyahelen.com, under show notes. And hey, don't forget to invite your friends to listen and subscribe so we can continue this amazing journey together and kick ass every day. Till next time. 